your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Friday, June 4th edition. Of Locked On Panthers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Where it's your team every day. This is a daily podcast where we talk about all things Florida Panthers. I'm Armando Velez from PantherParkway.com. You can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. You can follow the show account at LO underscore F. L.A. Panthers. You can follow the national show, Locked On NHL, anywhere you listen to podcasts, and their Twitter page, at Locked On NHL Pods. And don't forget, the Crosscheck NHL Show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. And today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app from the iOS App Store and find one of our locked on rooms. Locker room. Change it away. We talk sports. So before we get to the main part of the show, which is the fan show, today is Friday, June 4th. Your fan show, as promised, talked about it on Twitter and talked about it on the programming on Tuesday's episode that today is your show, your questions, your statements, your comments. But before we get there, the two participants for the Florida Panthers in the IIHF World Championships of Sergei Bobrovsky and Anton Lundell. So there's a few updates on their, them. And Sergei Bobrovsky played his first game for Team Russia in the IIHF World Championships on Thursday after being in quarantine, coming overseas after losing to the Tampa Bay Lightning in six. and. Sergei Bobrovsky, he had a shutout through two periods, and funny enough, stupid me, I uh, posted it, I tweeted it on the Locked On Florida Panthers uh, page saying that he is, has a shutout through two periods, and then there, there was replies saying he hasn't had a shutout all season. The three shutouts that the Florida Panthers had this season all belong to Chris Drieger, including the final regular season game against the Tampa Bay Lightning before their first round matchup. So at least in my region, NHL Network had Russia versus Canada for the IIHF World Championships, and I was able to watch Sergei Bobrovsky, and he looked good throughout the first two periods. Sure, you're playing against other Draft prospects, you had Owen Power, defenseman out of the University of Michigan, in that one, who's projected to be the number one overall pick in the 2021 NHL entry draft, probably going to the Buffalo Sabres. And I got to see a little bit of why he's considered the number one overall pick. I saw him stop a breakaway attempt just really early on in the game I'm like okay I'm I'm starting to see why this guy is considered the number one pick in this year's draft and 
Sergey Bobrovsky looked good, and the the last goal, the game winning goal in overtime to lead Canada to a two one victory, it it was a play that was left wide open in the net, and Sergey Bobrovsky just wasn't able to go to his left enough to make a play, and I believe it was an even strength goal, so somebody was left out right in front of the net, so. Sergey Borowski didn't look half bad, and he was considered the player of the game for Team Russia in the IIHF World Championship quarterfinal game in that one. So to to go from across overseas quarantine and then play, that's a hard task for anyone to do. But one thing I was hoping with Borowski going to the IIHF World Championships was that he could find his group back, maybe go on a little bit of a run with Team Russia to bring gold in the World Championships. And a lot of the same habits remain about giving up big rebounds to the opposing team. And that it just comes to the point where you're not just going to expect Vesna-caliber-level Sergei Bobrovsky anymore as long as he's with the Florida Panthers and as at his age of 32 years old. And... You know what the worst part about all this is? Is that there is another goalie in the National Hockey League that is in his 30s, a $10 million goalie whose contract expires the very same year as Bob is turning back the clock and playing lights out. And I'm talking about Montreal Canadiens goaltender Carey Price, who's also a Hart Trophy winner along with being a Vesna winner and the, the Carey Price has been carrying the the Montreal Canadiens on his back a team that as far as the skaters go aren't the best they they have a, a lot of youth on their team they have a lot of contracts locked up long term and they have quite a few draft assets too and and they're young so and Carey Price is leading that young core of the Montreal Canadiens, and they, they're already up one nothing against the Winnipeg Jets with Game 2 going on tonight. And speaking of that, the there was a suspension handed down to Mark Shifley of the Winnipeg Jets after that really unnecessary hit on Jake Evans on the empty net goal and he was suspended four games of that but the other player in the Florida Panthers organization that played in the IHF World Championships yesterday was Anton Lindell of Finland and Finland came up with a one nothing result against the Czech Republic yesterday and Honestly, I was trying so hard to find a stream for this one, and I just wasn't able to find it. NHL Network was playing Russia versus Canada, and those games were happening at exactly the same time, the quarterfinal games. So honestly, I could tell you a box score all I want about Anton Liddell, about how he did against the Czech Republic, and it wouldn't tell the whole story about how Anton Lundell played, but he didn't record a point, and his plus-minus was a zero. So I don't really have really any 
takes on how Anton Lundell looked in their quarterfinal game against the Czech Republic. But still, from what I know, is Anton Lundell has still been playing incredible for Finland in the World Championships. And Finland is advancing to the semifinal where they will be facing off against Germany while the United States will be facing off against Canada tomorrow. Both the games will go on tomorrow. The first game will be USA versus Canada at 7.15 a.m. And then Finland versus Germany will be at 11.15 a.m. So if you happen to be home and happen to be in the mood to watch some hockey, then there you have your hockey fix for the day. And it's early in the morning. The IHF World Championships are going on in Latvia. So Latvia is seven hours ahead of the the U.S., at least in the East Coast. And since those will be the final episode of Locked On Panthers before next week, the World Championships will, the final at least, will already be done by the time I record again. So the bronze medal game on Sunday the 6th will be going on at 8.15 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and the gold medal game will be going on at 1.15 Eastern Standard Time on June 6th. So that's a little bit of the schedule for the IHF World Championships going on in Latvia. And congratulations also to Roberto Luongo for advancing to the semifinal, who is the GM of the Team Canada for the IHF World Championships. And even former Florida Panthers head coach Gerard Gallant, who is manning the coaching staff there for Team Canada. And like Bill Zito said in his uh, presser on Wednesday, that he's going to wait until Roberto Luongo comes back from the World Championships to talk to him and Rob Tallis more about the goalie situation. The goal, He's going to talk with the goalie excellence department that the Florida Panthers have created in their organization. So that's one thing to keep an eye out on once the World Championships are over. In the next segment, we're going to take your Twitter responses slash questions for the show, the first ever fan episode of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Stonks, memes, rocket ships. Day trading could be a lot of fun, but if you want to grow your long-term wealth and make it to the moon, you should open up a Wealthfront investment account today. Decades of data show that investors that trade individual stocks underperform the market every year. In fact, only 1% of day traders beat the market. The odds are not in your favor, and if you're doing it alone, team up with Wealthfront instead. Investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront can make it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, 
No watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences you control. Wealthfront can even help you lower the taxes you pay as you invest. For the average client, their tax loss harvesting can more than cover the low annual 0.25% advisory fee. Best of all, it's automatic. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first 5,000 bands for free by going to wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. All you need is $500 to get started. Grow your wealth the easy way and let Wealthfront do the work for you. Get your first 5,000 managed for free for life. Go to wealthfront.com slash locked on NHL. That's W E A L T H F R O N T dot com slash locked on NHL to start growing your savings. Go to wealthfront.com slash locked on NHL and get started today. Did you know that Built Bar has nine delicious flavors? plus the occasional limited time flavor. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faves. If you don't know the Built Bar flavors, well, you're missing out. Coconut almond, coconut, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. So there's something for everyone. You know what my favorite is? My favorite is the peanut butter brownie. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mix box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bars the best tasting, they're healthy too. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, and only four grams of net carbs. A couple of other flavors have 18 grams of protein, just 180 calories, and five grams of sugars. Five grams of net carbs, nine amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Order today and get that raspberry or mint brownie or whatever you like. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off of your first order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. So part of the thread that I posted on the Locked On Florida Panthers Twitter page was asking, Cats fans, what will you be doing during these next five months to cope while there isn't any Florida Panthers hockey. Best while keeping it PG responses will be read on the show because this is a family network. So here are some responses that I got from you, the fan. And first one comes from Rude Deck. You have been part of my drive home from work in the mornings, so I'll miss that. Thank you for that. For the next five months, I'll be focusing on the LA Galaxy, Miami Marlins, and the upcoming Dolphins season. Kirsto Scouting says, I will be focusing on my magic, watching and playing Ultimate Frisbee with watching my favorite football team, the Miami Dolphins. And I kind of asked him what he meant about his magic. Did he meant that he's a magician or did he mean the basketball team because if he meant the basketball team then ouch but he did talk about his his actual magic he is a magician so good for you the next one comes from jamie weens hope i pronounced that correctly we should be getting cfl football and hopefully football 
aka soccer. So no, no, I've not real, never really got into the CFL. I all I know about the CFL is that the goalposts are inside the end zone. The end zones are wider compared to the NFL, and that the neutral zone is actually a full yard versus just the separation of a football. So that's the only thing I know about the CFL. And I know that the CFL's league goes throughout the summer while the NFL is fall through early February. So that's all I know about the CFL. At 47, Tafoe says, wait for the draft, wait for the free agency period, then analyze those two events. Laugh at Tampa, who will be trouble with the cap again. Honestly, I'll be waiting for the Cats to be back next season. And sure, <laughs> if they don't have a player going on LTIR and they then pull off a trade and wait for the postseason, then yeah, they're going to have trouble with the cap again, just like they did coming into this season with trying to move Tyler Johnson and they couldn't find a way to move his contract. So maybe they'll be in trouble again and then it'll catch up to him. Sure. This season with Nikita Kucherov going on LTIR helped them with acquiring a player like David Savard. The Detroit Red Wings get to keep 25% of his salary and get a fourth-round pick out of it. So A-plus Steve Eiserman on that one. So yeah, definitely can't wait for the draft. Can't wait for the free agency period. There's the expansion draft, too, with the... Seattle Kraken coming up, who got the number two overall pick in the draft lottery, which I'm so glad they didn't get the number one pick because I feel like it would be like another Vegas situation where it's the new kids coming to town and then they're bursting on the scene versus the Florida Panthers who've been trying so hard since 1996 to even win a playoff series haven't gotten there. So for me personally, as a fan, I'm a little bitter about the Vegas Golden Knights and how they bursted on the scene versus if what if it happens again with the Seattle Kraken. But that's just the fan in me talking. So I'm sure there's all other Florida Panther fans thinking the same thing when it comes to Vegas and hoping that it doesn't happen again with the Seattle Kraken. At Bolivin underscore N underscore M-I-A says, Marlins are in the race for first. NFL training camp fantasy football prep, and oh yeah, get outdoors this summer. A lot has changed since that tweet. That tweet was sent to me on May 27th. We are now in the morning of June 4th at 7.28 a.m. that I'm recording this. And a lot has changed for the Miami Marlins since that tweet with them going on a five-game losing streak. Excuse me, six-game losing streak now. and injuries are piling up for this team. And honestly, for me, I don't I don't get into really the Marlins too much until hockey season is over. If you guys want to listen to Marlins coverage, I highly suggest Locked On Marlins with Aram Layton, who's great at what he does. So definitely go for coverage there. And you could hear him voice out his frustrations talking about all the injuries that the Miami Marlins are going through right now. Pre-Dom Counts 74 says, watch replays of Cats wins from earlier this year. I think I'm going to do that same thing. Why not? At 
Elomazmit. I don't know how to pronounce that. Sorry. Preparing for and playing fantasy football. And of course, watching my Dolphins come game day. Man, a lot of Miami Dolphins responses. It's like you guys know that I'm a Miami Dolphins fan as well. Hmm. Drewby Do One says, Hope and pray the Dolphins get to the Super Bowl. Yep, same here. I'm with you there. At Jana Costa Music says, Waiting on next season, like, and it's a picture with him with his back and his, and a cap of the Florida Panthers backwards with Spencer Knight on a reverse retro jersey. And honestly, I replied to that saying, Love it. And the, the reverse retro, the, the rookie sensation of Spencer Knight that's going to come for next season. Next year is considered more of his rookie season. It, and can't wait to see what this, this guy has. Brandon Tokjic1 says, Brazilian football starts this weekend. And honestly, the only time I really watch Brazilian football is during the World Cup. I, I remember one time Neymar got injured against, I believe, Colombia. And a lot of Colombian fans were a little salty that about possible flopping. But uh, like, like I said, I'm a casual when it comes to soccer. So I'm sure other fans have more to say about that than me and have a better understanding about what went on during that World Cup run. But I, that's really one of my first really memories of Brazilian football. It, and I believe that was the 2014 World Cup. Sean Hawkins, one, one of the most known Florida Panther fans, says, longer than five months for me, but I'm heading back to school to pursue my lifelong goal in becoming a firefighter. The opportunity door is completely wide open right now in this state due to re- retirement and population growth, and I felt it's time to finally get it done. And then he sent another tweet saying, with that being said, I'll be around for hockey like normal somewhere around Christmas time. I'll pop on Twitter here and there when time allows. But yeah, that's my plan between now and when the season starts up again, although slightly surpassing that too. And I tweeted this and I'm going to say this on the podcast, Sean, you're a hero. And, and I'm, I said this in the tweet as well. Keep us updated on your dream to become a firefighter. And thank you. Thank you, Sean. And we are all rooting for you. And yes, when when you do go to Panther games, tweet your updates on on, on the games as well because you are one of the best Florida Panther fans that at least I've come across around the Twitter timeline. And he responded with that tweet saying, asking to update us and he said will do i won't necessarily call myself a hero i'm just looking to have a job along my airline jobs that i can tell folks i'm proud of and to share some stories about them and yes i do plan hopefully keeping my current gig on a part-time basis to stay busy awesome awesome stuff sean i'm I'm very happy for you at big sweaty nerd with three r's trying not to root for trocheck on the canes i'm really trying oh god that tweet was sent on 
May 28th, and in Game 2 of Carolina versus Tampa Bay, Vincent Trocek got hurt again, and it was an ankle once again. And I tweeted this, and I'm going to say this on the podcast. My heart is broken for Vincent Trocek. Sure, we don't like the trade. Sure, it looks like Carolina won the trade, at least in this moment in time with how Vincent Trocek has just destroyed the Florida Panthers this season. But injuries suck. You don't root for a guy to get injured. And damn it, like seeing him get hurt again, seeing him not healthy. And sure, the Carolina Hurricanes won game three without Vincent Trocek in the lineup, but it just really flat out stinks that Vincent Trocek isn't able to experience that with the Carolina Hurricanes. And honestly, I'm rooting for him going forward. And, you know, it, it stinks that he, he scored so much against the, the Cats this season. But, yeah, hopefully Vincent Trocek is able to come back healthy and able to compete with the Carolina Hurricanes as they face off against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Right now that series is 2-1 to one, Tampa Bay with Tampa Bay picking up two road wins just like they did in round one and then they dropped game three at home just like they did against the Florida Panthers. So the Carolina Hurricanes are going to have to win a much needed game four in order to take back home ice just like the Florida Panthers were trying to do but unfortunately dropped game four. And that game will be on Saturday at 4 p.m. on USA Network for anyone who's interested in keeping tabs on their Central Division opponents. Pamela underscore Abrell says, I'll watch rest of the playoffs and then Major League Baseball. And honestly, same. I like I said earlier, I don't really get into baseball and the Marlins too much until the playoffs are over. And right now, I might have the whole summer off based on how the Marlins are playing as of late with their six game losing streak. Yock Rock says stealing a Zamboni. I mean, ask the Toronto Maple Leafs how they feel about Zambonis. At K L N F L says I haven't figured out yet how I'll get through the long offseason, along with like four L's. So that's why I said it like that. I suspect copious amounts of alcohol will be involved. And then a reply from at mhanson9296 says, sounds like a good plan. And awesome. Have fun with that, Karen. I don't drink, but hey, the have fun with that if that's how, how you cope. Trini, Daddy. 25 says gonna lose some weight so i can look better in my night jersey love it at atlantis underscore undersore says guess i'll just have to play hockey love that one as well bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action at bet online Get all the latest news and odds and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC slash MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news and sign-up bonuses and contest information. 
Don't sit on the sideline anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their run to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online. Your online sportsbook experts. Use the promo code Locked On. At NASCAR NAC says, plenty of sports to follow. Hashtag Indy 500, hashtag Formula One, hashtag NASCAR. Not really much of a NASCAR guy, but I always told myself that one day I would like to make it to at least one Daytona 500 race in my life, just to say that I've done it once. And for those who live in South Florida, Hard Rock Stadium, if they haven't already, they're going to have a Formula One track around their stadium and the fact that they have that you know what i might attend a formula one race one of these days so even though i'm not a nascar guy or a racing guy in general that could be something that i could possibly check out as as a possible new hobby not really my thing but i mean i tell people that nascar is not my thing but i I, but i also respond with that saying i watch golf so yeah i'll i know i understand that golf isn't a lot of other people's things as well at devon underscore underscore 305 says still going to the gym and plan on going to more soccer games and that's that's another sport i need to get to soccer and we talked about it earlier today in this podcast about Brazilian soccer. And yeah, that's another sport I would love to get into more. I just, I don't know, never never really got into it. Now to the questions from this fan episode. And the first one comes from Jamie Wines, where he asks, what was the weakest points about the season and how should Zito address them? If you ask me in the middle of the season, I would say defensive depth once Aaron Eckblad went down short. Bobby Orsling was a great story being shifted up to the top line with Mackenzie Weger. And Radko Gudis always had a different defensive pairing partner. And when he wasn't paired with Keith Yandel, we were seeing how great Radko Gudis's play was. But when Radko Gudis was paired with Keith Yandel, also his play was affected by that and it it just comes down to when Aaron Ekblad is healthy to get another defensive piece that could have got Gustav Forsling on the second defensive pairing along with someone more experienced or even have him more with Radko Gudis next season while getting a good solid depth piece on the third defensive pairing. I mean sure Kevin Connaughton was re-signed for one way to one-year, two-way contract, but I'm not seeing Kevin Connaughton as someone for the long-term future. One prospect I'm really excited about is Max Gildon, who played with the Bakersfield Condors this season in the AHL, and that's one player that I'm very excited about. So, but not sure when he is going to be called up to the NHL. Would love to see what he's got on in the professional level. That's really one player. And my friend 
Joey Ganzi, uh, formerly of PantherParkway.com and of the Hockey Writers. He did post an article on how the Florida Panthers should trade for Seth Jones. And honestly, I haven't read it yet. I did see it on my timeline, but that is a story that I would love to read as soon as I'm done recording this. So maybe Seth Jones is in the mix for the Florida Panthers. Maybe not, but it depends on the Florida Panthers' cap situation with Anton Strawman being owed $5 million and change and Keith Yandel with $6 million and change coming for next season and beyond. Doo one asks, what got you interested in the Panthers, and can you remember your first game? What got me interested in to hockey was actually the 2010 season in, in general, where the Philadelphia Flyers were coming back from a 3-0 series against the Boston Bruins, and they came back to win that series, and they were also down three to nothing in that game against Boston and came back to win game seven. And they eventually were able to advance to the Stanley Cup final, eventually losing to Jonathan Taze, Patrick Kane, and the Chicago Blackhawks in six games. And I remember seeing Patrick Kane score that game winning goal on the road at the at the time, Wachovia Center, I believe, in Philadelphia, and seeing the Chicago Blackhawks lift their first cup and then two months later after the Chicago Blackhawks won their championship I made a trip to Chicago and seeing the banners everywhere and seeing how the city celebrated the Blackhawks I there's this one museum next to Soldier Field that had the Chicago Blackhawks jersey on it in celebration of their Stanley Cup win at the time I still didn't have a team but then I thought South Florida and connected it with with myself being a person from West Kendall, and I said, you know what, I'm from South Florida, why go for another team that's just winning all the time? And at the time when I figured out that the Florida Panthers hadn't made the playoffs since the late 90s, I was just like, oh, and I told myself that I'm gonna be loyal to this team, and I'm gonna start watching them and I didn't start watching them like religiously really or even paying attention to them religiously until the 2012 season like during 2010 and 2011 I was just watching hockey as like a casual fan and just learning about the game and then lockout season happened and then I said once the lockout was lifted funny enough that that 2012-2013 period was a strange time in sports where three out of the four sports leagues, the only one that didn't go into a lockout during that span was Major League Baseball. And NFL, NBA, and NHL all had lockouts. And funny enough, Gary Bettman has had four different lockouts during his time as commissioner. And he's been the commissioner as long as I've been alive. So that that, that tells you about (laughs) Gary Bettman as a commissioner, including a full season lockout in 04-05. So started watching the Florida Panthers, and I remember their very first game in the 2012 season. I believe it was against the Philadelphia Flyers at home, and I saw how much fun the Florida Panthers were, and they, they won that game, if I remember, on the 
top of my head. They won that game against Philly 5-2, to and that was the same year that they won the division. And the Florida Panthers lost, unfortunately, in round one to the New Jersey Devils. They went to seven games, lost in double overtime. As, as heartbreaking as that was, it got me hooked to the Florida Panthers. And after that, I called myself a fan. And I, to this day, I really consider myself a diehard for, for this team. And it, watching the Panthers also <laughs> drew me away a little bit from basketball, too. And really put my attention really full-time really into hockey. And it's funny because at the time when I got into the Panthers for, for during the 2012 season, that was at the time that the Miami Heat were having their big three era. But think about it like this. The Florida Panthers were coming off a getting the number three overall pick in Jonathan Huberdeau the very next season. They make the playoffs. Then... 2013, they get Alexander Barkov second overall, and then Ekblad first overall. So that was a strange time in South Florida sports where you have the basketball team being a contender every single year. The, the Miami Marlins were opening their new stadium in Little Havana, and their first season flopped. In, in the football realm, Brian Tannehill was making his rookie debut, and seven years too long, and that was a disaster in, in itself. And the Florida Panthers were rebuilding, made a playoff appearance, and then were rebuilding again. And so, like I said, they made the playoffs in 2012, lost in seven against New Jersey. And then the 2016 year happened where it was really, really all in even more. And now that I'm the host of Locked On Panthers and looking at news every single day and really following this team during the offseason and during the regular season in between games, I'm just really connected to this team and honestly, a little emotionally attached too. So two more questions before we get out of here. First one is from Bolivin underscore N underscore MIA says, if you can't unload Bob looking at bribing Seattle, how do you feel about having him as insurance for Spencer Knight? I actually like Bob as an insurance policy for Spencer Knight because you need veteran leadership on the team and you can't go through a full youth movement all throughout the roster. You need your good mix of veterans and youth there. Just ask Montreal on how they're doing with Carey Price and the young core that there in Montreal. Is Montreal a contender this year? No. I will honestly say that. I think even if they advance to the Stanley Cup semifinal, I think they're likely going to be in no more than five games going up against what would be, as of right now, looking like the Colorado Avalanche in the semifinal. So I think that he would be a good men mentor. And honestly, I'm not anticipating a buyout for Sergei Bobrovsky or a trade until maybe like year three or four after that contract is completed, if I'm being completely honest, because that kind of money for that kind of contract is really, really hard to move. But hey, never say never. And we're going to talk about it more next week about Sergei Bobrovsky's contract situation. So 
stay tuned when it comes to that. Last question submitted to me was from Alexander Tafol asking, Hi Armando, do you think the Cats should try to get Joe Druin during the offseason? He wants out of Montreal, so he could be a low cost for Zito. What would be your realistic main target during the offseason? And who can be your dream target for the Cats? And when he talks about Joe Druin, he's talking about Jonathan Druin, a former third overall pick from the Tampa Bay Lightning, who's now with the Montreal Canadiens as of 2017 when he was traded for a conditional sixth round pick to Tampa Bay in the 2018. The value that he gets for it just goes to show the play, the level of play that wasn't there during his time in Tampa Bay. And he also took a leave of absence just last month. He's on LTIR for the Montreal Canadiens. He wants to get out of there. And he might be going through something. And honestly, in this world, there's a little bit of a stigma about talking about your mental health. And that's one thing that doesn't get talked about too much is the mental health of some of these players going through the grind. And the there there was a video that I saw of Druin about how there was a little bit of back and forth between him and the media about how they've treated him, beating a guy while he's down. And I don't know with the with the years left on his contract, I'm I'm seeing that he he is owed five point five million next year and the next after that before becoming a UFA in 23-24, the offseason. And that's a little bit of money tied up to a left winger who will probably be a third or fourth liner on this current Panthers team. And do you, do you want to have money tied up in, in someone who's going to be a possible bottom six player for this team? I don't know. And I, especially with, again, this is something that's going to be a big talking point during the offseason is contracts of Strawman and Yandel and hopefully Bob, but I'm not anticipating a movement of Sergei Borowski. But what, what do you do about those contracts first with Yandel and Strawman in a flat cat situation? And I, I, don't, think, I don't think that Bill Zito does that move. and. One move that I would like to see is the Florida Panthers get a likes of an Alec Martinez. That one is a great, that would be a great pickup for the Florida Panthers because he did win a Stanley Cup, multiple Stanley Cups actually, with the Los Angeles Kings, included one time going as an ace seed and making it all the way to the Cup final, including, if I'm not mistaken, a game winning goal in one of the clinching games during his time with the LA Kings. So Alec Martinez is a little bit on the older side. I mean, he's 33, so he's still somewhat young, not in his late 30s. So maybe sign him to a three or four year deal. I would love to see that one. I would also love 
maybe a trade for Matias Ekholm because we don't know what the market is going to be in a flat cap world. And we just don't know. And the Nashville Predators had a presser the other day where Roman Yossi was talking about who was one of the guys who stepped up most during the Nashville Predators run to get the fourth and final spot in the Central Division. And he talked and gave a lot of praise to Matthias Ekholm. So it looks like that David Poyle is going to try to extend Matthias Ekholm with one year left on his contract. I don't think that the Florida Panthers, with it comes to Seth Jones, is going to be able to acquire him because you're going to have to give a lot for Seth Jones. And he's going to want to demand a pay raise, possibly in the 8 or $9 million range because Seth Jones is just that good. He's a former fourth overall pick from the Nashville Predators. So I don't know if it's realistic. Again, there's a lot of contracts that Bill Zito needs to clear before we can even think about bringing in a Seth Jones. But would it be cool to have Seth Jones? Absolutely. But is it realistic? I'm not quite so sure with the current cap situation of the Panthers. But that's going to be all for this episode of the Locked On Panthers podcast on this fan episode of the show hoping that you guys send in more questions slash statements on the florida panthers and love interacting with you guys this helps me get to know my listeners and you guys get to know me a little bit too in in this and thank you guys for listening this season i'll be back on monday to discuss more off-season topics for the panthers and Thank you guys once again for sending in your questions and comments to the show. If you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast so you'll be notified every single time the Lockdown Florida Panthers comes into your podcast feed. Make sure to also listen to the national show, Lockdown NHL, anywhere you listen to podcasts, and also the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. And when you're done listening to this, make sure to listen to the Lock on Today podcast. The Los Angeles Lakers had an embarrassing ending to their season. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked on Today podcast. Follow the Locked on Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. So I'm Armando Velez, signing off. And you've been listening to the Locked on Florida Panthers podcast part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day.